Warning, this is an after-hours episode of The Quash. We are not responsible for any offense taken. Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to be kind of an after-hours episode, though I'm not sure it's after-hours. I'm going to go ahead and mark it as an after-hours only because who knows. I'm going to talk about kind of where we are, my kind of mindset about what happened over the last two and a half years and the insanity that we're actually in now. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And even though I piss them off, Uh, For the most part, a lot of people just shut me off. If you listen and you catch it and you finally start understanding what I'm telling you the truth, then you start loving me because I free your mind. And once it's freed, you can never be uh, enslaved again by the systems they use. And I'm also self-certified as a master practitioner. Gave myself that award almost 20 years ago for figuring out the constitutional conservative scam, that whole originalist nonsense. And I recently gave myself Lifetime Achievement Award for all the great work I've done here on the podcast. So I've got plenty of fake awards I've given myself, so I'm pretty sure I have credentials. <laughs> Let's get the show going. So I wanted to make an episode and discuss the incredibly rapidly deteriorating situation that we have. I mean, I never could have imagined, say, 20 years ago, that things could collapse this quickly, this dramatically. And the reality, of course, is that it's not that they've so much collapsed in that they were being hidden before. The collapse hasn't really taken place, I don't think. I think what's happened is that it's been exposed, that the veneer was so thin. I think that's For me, that's the reality. When I talk about the collapse, I'm just talking about the utter insanity of what's happening. The level of the population, the fact that buddies of mine and I have conversations about what to do if there's, you know, the grid goes down or the food stops or, you know, they they do some other method to turn things off in effect. And we kind of get released into escape from New York or escape from L.A. style situations where do you hide? Do you have guns? Can you protect yourself? Do I start drinking my fucking pool water? I mean, what is actually going to go on? These conversations, they go on all the time. Like, where can you go? What could you do? Can we move to another place in the world? Those conversations are serious now. I I agree that I don't obsess over it, and neither do my friends, but kind of the conclusion I've reached is that there is not much I can do. Uh, There's just not much I can do. It's when it gets to the point that it's so bad that I need any of these things that we're kind of discussing as possibilities that, yeah, they might buy me a little time. There's no doubt they might buy me a little bit of time, but what is the overall situation? What is this, what is the end game for me? Why am I even trying to survive through this insanity I'm describing? <laughs> that's, that's the problem I always come up with. See, prior to the COVID 
lockdown insanity. I had systems in place both professionally and personally, which allowed me to live a life that I kind of enjoyed. It wasn't the greatest, but you know, I've been screwed so many different times in so many different ways. If I told people all the stuff, they wouldn't even believe it. But the reality is that I had systems that kind of worked. And then when they declared that national emergency, when the Trump shit began, even though people think Trump didn't do it. He did do it. His national emergency is what did it. That's what sets off all of these so-called legal things that then start cascading in a domino effect and allow the states to access trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that the federal government simply handed out that it doesn't have. And it was that handing out of trillions and trillions of dollars under a so-called national emergency which permitted the states to do all the crazy stuff they did with the lockdown. So, but for Trump and his national emergency and his trillions of dollars, uh, the states never could have survived. See, the states, they can't run those absurd, insane deficits like the Fed government. They don't have that ability to print the money up like the Fed does and to get access to it. So they're way, way, way more limited. They're much more like a regular kind of country in that they have to kind of run a kind of balanced budget-ish thing. They don't have the ability of having a Federal Reserve currency, all these things with basically zero percent interest rates, even though we're trillions and trillions in debt. They don't have that ability to do that. And so the states are very different than the feds. And I knew the states would get bailed out by the feds eventually, which they are getting bailed out. And they have been during this time, multiple different times. So for people to say that the Trump didn't do it, he didn't lock us down, he didn't mandate this, he'd bullshit. It was all his stuff that enabled it all. But for him being there, none of this could have happened. It never could have happened under Hillary. It never could have happened under Biden. The people never would have put up with it because the people who are brainwashed into the constitutional conservatism, which I try to deprogram them from, they would never have put up with from a liberal because the people who are in the media and the government who run this utter and complete load of shit controlled opposition pretend against liberals. They would have had to have gone into gear and objected to these outrageous abuses of our civil rights and the closing down of all this shit. They never would have allowed the federal government to spend trillions and trillions of dollars to implement liberal policies. But having Trump in there allowed the money to go out and then the money to be used to promote these liberal policies of locking everybody down and paying everybody and paying the businesses, literally trillions of dollars was paid out to private businesses and special friends and then simply to individuals, just STEMI checks, as everybody joked about. All that stuff was only possible because you had a so-called fake conservative like Trump in there who was pretending to be for the people, even though he gave us Operation Warp Speed and the jab and still brags about it. People just can't accept that the way the game is played on you, the schmucks out there in the public, is that you have a left and a right, and they are fake. They are working together as one team. They are Team Purple government against you. And so as it built up, that's what ended up happening. See, none of this could have happened. You never could have had businesses hanging on, all these people who got all this accelerated money, all this, this online shit and this virtual crap, this meta kind of lifestyle, Zoom conferences and all this shit, making sure people stay in their homes, all this Agenda 2030 stuff was massively accelerated by the COVID fakery that they pulled out. 
this idea that we were in danger and that we all had to wear masks and lock ourselves inside, pretend that the government had all this authority. That was all driven by the fact that we had Trump. And the fact is that he kept in Tony Fauci. He wheeled him out every single day for weeks and weeks and weeks and had that ridiculous sham wow kind of news conference where he just hawked goods and told us what a fucking set of geniuses he had working for him that were going to solve this problem. Think about that. People forget all about that. He should have exposed Fauci as soon as day one happened. As soon as I knew Fauci was in there, I knew it was a scam. As soon as day one hit, my Twitter was clear. Of course, I've been booted off Twitter at this point for a week, and the writing's on the wall. I'm going to have to do some changes with my Twitter, and I don't know what I'll do, but I can't run my legal man at U.S. Law Review the way I have for years because they've decided to take me out. And I remember in the beginning, anyone can look at my thread, it's still up. You can look at my timeline and see that on day one, as soon as there was an emergency declared, I said, we're screwed. And I already knew it was scam because I remember them kicking Zero Hedge off of Twitter two and a half years ago when it started posting all those ridiculous videos from China that showed people just fate falling over and dying. It's all just completely made up. See, they showed that stuff and people imagined that's what COVID would do to you. But the reality is nothing like that happened. And then you had all that stuff that people forget with the uh, failure hospital. They shut down that whole thing. Why? Because people were going to the hospitals that they were telling us were overflowing with patients and it was so dangerous. And what was the reality? There was nothing going on in any of the hospitals. So people went and filmed them. And there was, it was just packs of lies. And did Trump allow all that? Yeah, he allowed all that stuff to happen. He allowed this idea that Tony Fauci was a genius. He should have shut it all down. He should have told everybody the CDC is totally unconstitutional. The FDA is totally unconstitutional. The idea of having a national emergency is totally unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that permits the federal government to declare a national emergency. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I did a whole series on national security. I, I did shows about national emergency. I, it doesn't make any difference. What my point is that the constitutional conservatives went along with all of that. And none of that stuff would have been possible under the liberal. See, none of it would have been possible because everybody could look around and see nothing was happening. See, nothing was happening except that, that dumbasses were putting on masks and businesses were being forced to close at gunpoint by government. That's it. And then, of course, they were being reimbursed for all these losses by the federal government, trillions of dollars. How? What constitutional authority is there for the federal government to start paying businesses to close? Start paying workers to not go anywhere? What, what is there? Unemployment insurance. They don't have any authority to do anything like that. They don't have any authority to do any of this stuff. See, none of it. But it went so completely crazy, so insane during COVID that that's why I even started my show because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I could tell that once a couple of months went past and this had been basically normalized, that we were screwed. That's when I started my show. Because before that, I honestly thought, within the first couple of weeks, I really thought that what would happen is that the stupid asses who are all scared by the stupid stuff on TV and the masks and the fake stories and all the stuff, the babies being killed in incubators and being bayoneted by the Huns and, and the commie terror that's right around the corner and all these things that are hiding under your bed. Um, people would see. They'd go They'd be shut down for the 15 days to flatten the curve. They'd go, they'd get online, they'd research just a very bare minimum and realize that this whole thing's a complete scam. There's no authority to do any of this and that there's really no dangerous things, just another load of shit being pushed by government for a massive power grab. But that's not what happened. It's not even close to what happened. 
And I was shocked that this was the level we were at of how stupid the people are, how brainwashed they are. And what I heard on Constitutional Talk Radio was so offensive to me. I'd already stopped listening years ago because there's such a bunch of liars, such a bunch of controlled opposition. But what I heard the mainstream conservatives doing, promoting this shit in order to defend Trump and arguing about how much the government should do and what level it should, none of those things are okay. See, none of those things are okay. That's why the very first show I did was about the fact that all these lockdowns were the equivalent of an injunction. And an injunction is something where the government would have to come in want you to close your business or force you to wear a mask or something else. That is a non-monetary request for some kind of damages, in effect, some kind of action against you. Well, that's called an injunction. It's not a trial, a normal trial, because a normal trial is seeking monetary damages. This isn't monetary damages. This is a demand that you do or not do something. Do something by closing your business, not do something by not going outside. Do something by wearing a mask. (laughs) not do something by sitting in your fucking house and not coming out, not going places that you normally would. Those are all restrictions on your freedom. And in order to get that, the federal government or whichever government seeks to force you to do that would have to get an injunction. That would mean they would have to file a lawsuit against you, serve you personally, and then go down to court and prove their case. They'd have to go in and produce evidence. They'd have the burden of proof. It'd be a very high hurdle they have to get over. And even though that whole system's all completely rigged up, even that rigged up system, they wouldn't have had the ability to overcome it, to force even a single business to close. Especially the way they did it, where they closed some businesses and left others open. Liquor stores, those were essential. Okay, Uh, But these other things, like dry cleaners, I don't remember if those were essential or not. (laughs) But they just arbitrarily closed this shit with these made-up things from these so-called health officials, unelected people who just write this stuff in secret and release it. There's no authority for any of these things, none whatsoever. And in an actual trial, which is what occurs in an injunction, the government's case would have fallen apart because you'd have opportunity to cross-examine, and you'd seen there was nothing to it, just like they did in Pennsylvania when I did that show about that. When they finally got access to the documents, it was clear they didn't do anything. All the health officials, they couldn't do anything. It all completely fell apart. They couldn't define anything. They didn't have any actual answers for anything. The plans changed over and over. There's no consistency. There's nothing whatsoever, even if they had had the authority, that they obeyed any kind of proper procedurals sort of guidelines in order to impose any of this stuff. And so I did shows about that because for me it was so crazy and insane what was going on and that the reaction by the vast majority of the people was so terrifying to me, quite honestly, because it made me realize I was living among a people who were so dumb, so stupid, so brainwashed, such fools, such fearful fools that they would actually believe uh, utter nonsense, pure propaganda being spewed out of these media outlets. And they were believing these unbelievable paid liars called constitutional conservatives who were in effect supporting this entire scam and locking them into a prison. And the people were just going along with it. And at that same time, they completely wrecked through a minor statute change, uh, one of my main businesses in the law. And it was clear to me that moving forward, it was all bets are off. See, all bets were off once I realized what was going on, that the people were this far gone, that the veneer, the charade of a society that was operating 
that was functioning in any form or fashion was just a very thin veneer. And that just below it was the reality, which is a large group of mutants and scooter people who were all around me who, in effect, they'd reached a critical mass uh, and the powers that be were going to push the pedal to the metal at that point. And that's clear to me what happened with the whole COVID scam. And the very fact that there are still people I see all the time I go ice skating who are wearing masks. There are still idiots out there wearing masks in public places. Ice skate, a giant, basically empty rink wearing a mask around, forcing their little kids to. Imagine the psychological damage that's been done to those kids. A couple of years, two and a half years. For young kids, that's just an incredibly huge amount of life. You know, for me, it's, I've lost basically two and a half years of my life, just disappeared into a hole. But it's not a huge portion of my life, but it's still a very important portion. But for kids, even kids who are in junior high and stuff, two and a half years, that's a long time. It's just been taken from them. Seeing the psychological damage that kind of stuff does to kids, especially little kids, infants, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old. Imagine those kids that old wearing masks and being terrified that if they hug Granny, they're going to kill her. That they go out in public, they could get die. Imagine having parents that are that terrified. These these idiotic low T dudes running around believing this stupid shit. There's still people out there today, right now, wearing masks all over the country, all over the world, wearing masks because they're fearful of this ridiculous made up fear, this this non danger danger. And then you look at what's happened with the jab itself, right? They roll this thing out. Everybody's seen all the compilations. And they told us how if you get a jab, you're completely safe, you can't get it, and you're going to be fine, and we'll all get back to normal. And then they just slowly, over about a six- or eight-month period, change that from it's, it's completely fine, you're going to be fine, to, well, you're going to have to get multiple boosters because the shit's never going to work. <laughs> and yet still people continue to take them. And what happened during all that time? During all that time, the businesses were all being subsidized out the ass in order to get rid of workforce who wouldn't comply with this insanity of getting jabs and wearing masks. And the businesses could do it. Why? Because they were getting all this money from the federal government in order to implement these insane kinds of uh, things. Not because the businesses wanted to do it, but because there's so much pressure is being brought to bear in a million ways by government. And so the entire workforce got all fucking screwed up. And then something happened to the supply chain, so-called, all over the world. Right? People have no idea what all this stuff did. It drove so many additional people into hunger. All these different potential starvation all over the world because of this shit. This COVID crap. It was going on all over the world. But here we are, two and a half years later, and it's still the same old shit. After 15 days to flatten the curve, this is where we are. And yet, and yet, the people continue to discuss things like the elections and getting the right people in there and point to places like Florida and claim it's so great. They implemented these digital IDs down there for their driver's license. I did shows about their new laws that just expand out the power of government in a million different ways in these kind of uh, absurd fake pandemics. I did shows. I showed these people that nobody who's running around in public office is our friend. None of them. But it doesn't matter. You can't get through to them because the brainwashing is so overwhelming. And that's what scared me, quite frankly, when I saw how easily this population could be moved. And it's just become clearer and clearer over time. And I look at things like people 
like me getting suspended off Twitter all the time now, and it's clear they want to take my account. The tweets I put out there they suspended me for was supposedly passing COVID misinformation. It's utterly ridiculous. My tweet wasn't even about COVID misinformation. It just said that 5G was being rolled out the same time COVID supposedly hit. And how many of these things that people think are jab-related injuries are in fact related to 5G? And I said, we'll never know because nobody's asking these questions. Nobody's investigating it. And they suspended me for a week off Twitter for that. I'm currently appealing, but I don't expect to win. But whatever. I'm going to get back in there, and I know the way it works, that basically the next one I think is two weeks or 30 days, and then they boot me entirely. So my U.S. Law Review Twitter account is going to be used mostly for very vanilla stuff, postings about my podcast and some basic information about movies and things like that that are going to come out with the Jones Plantation. I'm going to have to open an alternate account after that because I can't use it anymore. They're basically come after me, one for a joke. I said to somebody else on there, it wasn't even directed at the person. I don't know who complains. It's all made up. It doesn't matter. The point being that they call it social media. But there's nothing social media about it. It's just a complete control system. Everything's locked down. What do conservatives do? They run around and act like conservatives are getting locked out of media. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. I'm the farthest thing from a conservative. But, but do they pay attention? Do they speak up? No. I remember in 2016, Trump was going to get in there and clean up the social media problem because he was having problems with it. Remember all that? See, people with very, very short memory. But he said he was going to do something about it. Did he do anything about it? No, and they have all this protection from the federal government with regards to lawsuits and what they can do and shut it down. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. Nothing happens. They're all operating against us. There is no way to get your opinion out there if it's not an official narrative. See, the official narrative that the conservatives push, just like they get on every single year and push that garbage about 911. They push the same September 11th narrative every year. An absolutely laughable, absurd narrative. Just a massive concocted lie to help build the police state. Constitutional conservatives and media push it all the time. Every year. All the time. <laughs> so they're liars. You can know for a fact that they will push incredible state-sponsored lies onto you. And they did the exact same thing with COVID. See? Every single one of them had to do the same thing. Well, it could be dangerous. I'm not saying it's not dangerous. I'm not okay. Well, why don't you say it's not dangerous? Why don't you? Why don't you have a bunch of those other doctors on there who were speaking out and getting shut out of uh, social media? They were all right. Why don't you get on there and say Trump's an outrage for declaring a national emergency when there's no such thing? There's no such a power. There's no such authority. None of it exists. Why don't they speak the truth? Why? Because they're paid liars. They are controlled opposition. Whether they know it or not, it doesn't make any difference. They do the exact same amount of damage. The exact same amount. And so when I saw all this crazy shit happening, and I realize now over two and a half years that it's not improved at all. The people have simply been moved into yet another narrative. So they believed the first narrative, and then the people who didn't believe it were continuously uh, abused, and the federal money was spent, and the guns of the state were used against the people. And has anything happened to any of those people who pushed all those stories, those fantasies about all the danger? Has anything happened to any of them? No, and it's all over the world. What's the best thing? Oh, Boris Johnson had to step down. Oh, okay, so they resigned. How does that help anybody? If the danger that a politician faces or a government employee faces 
for abusing people's rights and, and wrecking the economy and destroying people's reputations. If that, the danger they face is that they might get uh, fired or they may have to resign and then go into an even more lucrative private position and then get rotated back in as soon as the election cycle changes out again in a couple more years. If that's what they fear, if that's what they supposedly is the, is the thing that they stand up against if they do something wrong, well, they're never going to stop. See, it's just highly encouraged, and I've made shows about that too, that the system itself can't work. But I look around and I say, um, I am surrounded by a group of people who are so dangerous because they're so naive, they're so brainwashed, they're so jammed full of electromagnetic frequencies and spray and fluoride and GMOs, and now they're being jabbed to death. Um, it's basically a population. I call them mutants, uh, scooter people. These are such a huge group. You know, the other group of people who are out there who are reachable are these people who have jobs and work their ass off and try to do stuff for their family, but they've all been co-opted in to this fantasy about the country and patriotism and doing the right thing in America and freedom by these constitutional conservative liars. And those constitutional conservative liars can't answer any of the simple questions I raise, the issues I've raised out of literally hundreds of podcasts now. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal men? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. You know, the other group of people who are out there who are reachable are these people who have jobs and work their ass off and try to do stuff for their family, but they've all been co-opted in to this fantasy about the country and patriotism and doing the right thing in America and freedom by these constitutional conservative liars. And those constitutional conservative liars can't answer any of the simple questions I raise, the issues I've raised out of literally hundreds of podcasts now. They can't answer any of them. They never discuss them. And all those people, those people we need on our side to actually get some change, they're all completely and totally brainwashed and misled and driven into ditches by constitutional conservatives. So I've just gone through many, many different stages of being kind of bummed out and pissed off uh, and then try to resign myself to it and then saying, I can't, i got to keep doing the show. I go through all these different phases like that because the situation is so odd. It's so odd, I literally never in my life imagined. I laugh with my buddy I've known since I was a freshman in college. All the time on phone calls about how insane it is and how when we were living together for one year, we lived together as juniors when we were at school, and we lived in this apartment that was so crappy that the unit below us was condemned. 
and the place was basically empty and they had somebody dealing drugs a uh, major way on the first floor I think they got ended up getting uh, raided one night in this crazy raid we didn't know what the hell was going on cops everywhere in fact we didn't have hot water for I think it was like four months <laughs> we didn't have any hot water we had to boil water to do anything all the glasses and shit started breaking because we couldn't get them clean and you know I was working all literally all the time and that fantastic view I mean just an unbelievable view of the city and uh, I was at UT in Austin it was just fantastic view so we called our apartment this complete shithole we called it the top of the hill bar and grill <laughs> and we'd get drunk as hell on uh, you know certain nights and blast music because nobody around and we laugh all the time we think if you'd have told me that this is what the world was going to turn into this is the journey I was going to have there's no way I would have believed it and I was a hair away from just dropping out of school and joining the military, flying their helicopters, and uh, never coming back. I, my college life was horrible. I, I just, I was broke all the fucking time. I worked all the time. It's just, it sucked really bad. I never one time ever bought a drink out during college. I would go to the bars and drink water. I never bought a meal out. I didn't go to restaurants. Uh, my buddies would stop on the way home and get like, I remember we could get three jack-in-the-box tacos for a dollar. And one of my buddies always liked to stop and get them, but I didn't even have a dollar. I wouldn't even spend that. That's how broke I was all the time. And I was so close to just leaving and going and joining the Army. And if I'd done that, I probably never would have come back to the States in all likelihood. Uh, I would have lived a very different life. Might have been a much cooler life. I don't know. But I probably wouldn't have figured out all the stuff I did, but I would have seen a lot for sure. But it was just a very difficult time. And, uh, you know, I, I bought into this concept of being a lawyer and thinking that was going to do something and work. And I had no idea because I had no mentoring. Nobody told me shit. All the information I got was horrible. It's completely the wrong information. And I mean, that wasn't because there was no malice. It was just the people who were surrounded me. They didn't know anything either. It's just complete brainwashing. And it's gotten so much worse now. So much insanely, crazily worse. The people coming up, the kids coming up today, they just... They don't have any kind of fucking chance. See, and that's the only reason I've even made the show is because, like, I feel bad for them. I really do. I feel bad for the people who are coming up now who, you know, a lot of them, if they stumble onto my show, a lot of them actually like my show because I actually tell them the truth. And people, they, you know, they respect the truth. A lot of people respect the truth. A lot of people don't want to be told the truth. The vast majority of people are way too weak. They can't hear the truth. They have to live in their little fantasy bubble. But there's a good group good solid group of people. I don't know what it is. Maybe probably 20%, eh, probably 20% of the population, if I just had to guess, who really appreciate the truth. You know, if the situation's bad, they don't want you to sugarcoat it. They want to know. They want to know. It's not because it's a great news. It's because there's something fundamental about hearing the truth. It resonates with people. And when you hear the truth, you know it. I don't know what it means, but you know it. <laughs> you can just tell, oh, shit, that's true. And there's a relief involved. I know that people who are in my Patreon, who I really appreciate, uh, those people who support me, I know there's a lot of people I have helped to understand the way the world really is put together. And once you really understand that, the questioning, it kind of goes to the back of your mind. You know. It's not that things become so much better. It's just that it's no longer confused. You no longer feel like you're being treated like a child who can't hear about what's going on in the adult room. You know, you understand what's going on and you get to make your own choices with the actual information. And so 
that was kind of what I try to do is I try to explain to people that, yeah, I've really paid a very, very heavy price for the information I've gotten. Very heavy. But I think if I can pass it on to some people, uh, it's nice because uh, the vast majority of people are never going to put the pieces together I have. Never. For a variety of reasons. One, I happen to be very bright and happen to be gifted in certain kinds of areas. And two, I was inclined towards investigating it. And three, I was in a position as a lawyer to see a very critical piece of the puzzle. You know, if you're an engineer or you're an accountant or you're a software guy or something, you, you understand your business is a complete fucking scam. But your business isn't the heart of the control system. The legal business is. That's the heart of the control system. Anybody can analyze the media and see it's a load of shit. But, you see, it used to be religion was used as the control system. Now, for hundreds of years, it's been this legal system. And the constitutional conservatives are the spear point of the con, the complete con job that is uh, modern conservatism, where people think they're going to get freedom through these fantasies. And as a result of being in that system and just getting jacked over endlessly by it in so many hard, different ways... And having the kind of personality in mind I have, I happen to have put together these pieces. And I think it helps. I know I get people that thank me a lot, and I appreciate that. And I, like I said, I appreciate people who support me because I think what I've provided to people is incredibly valuable. I, mean, I think it's worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Imagine if you tried to find this information out by going to Princeton online or some shit, taking some law school course you know, monitoring a law school course, trying to put the pieces together, constitutional law, you'd just be getting completely and totally snowed. And each one of those courses, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I've given people incredible amounts of shit for free, just completely for free. And, you know, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that that's the reality. And I'm always surprised at how little support I get. And so I appreciate the people who step up and put skin in the game and show me that, you know what, they, they appreciate and respect my time and the information I've given them because it's very valuable and it's basically not available anywhere else. The kind of pieces I put together for people, they're very unusual pieces I've put together. And the explanations I have, I don't claim I'm the only person in the world who's ever done it. I'm sure there are other people who've done it. I've never seen them, but maybe they don't make a podcast. <laughs> I don't blame them. They're probably off somewhere living it up. But I happen to have a combination of things happen to me where I kept getting screwed. And so all I really have at this point that kind of keeps me going right now is the fact that I can at least help people in some form or fashion. And I'll do it as long as I, I care to, as long as I feel kind of uh, valued. I guess that's the key. Uh, you know, if people don't value it, it's fine. It's why I block people all the time social media. Uh, at least when I was operating on there. Can't do it right now. I will be back to Twitter. I will be. But, you know, when I get back, I'll do it differently uh, on a different website. I mean, on a different Twitter account. I will. But I block people because, you know, if people want to know, that's great. If they want to have intellectual curiosity, they're interested, then I'm happy to talk to them. If they want to pretend that they know and they want to spew these official lines of conservatism nonsense and constitutional nonsense, I, I just I don't have any tolerance for it because I believed it for years, decades, really, and then I figured it all out. And the price I paid to figure it out. It's just I'm not going to listen to people tell me about the Constitution because they literally know nothing about the Constitution. They only know a 1950s civics version of the Constitution, and it is a 100% lie. And so, you know, I look at where we are today, and I think, wow, I'm having conversations with my buddies all the time about 
you know, what happens if they shut the power off? What happens if the food stops, you know, coming in? Well, what are we going to do? What if the weather just really gets shit? Because they spray us all the time, obviously, for a reason. There's serious problems with the weather and people, oh, they think that's another liberal thing. <laughs> oh, it's all about trying to get money. Money, they want to lock us in. There's a lot more going on with the weather than that. Um, what's going on with I don't know. Too late in the show. I'm not going to make a show about that. I get too much grief from people who've never looked into it. But the point being that we have actual discussions about what to do if mobs start pouring out with bad intentions to my house and my neighborhood because they're desperate. <laughs> uh, those are serious conversations we have now in the United States. This is how ridiculous it all is. And we have a dementia patient for a president that's been fully normalized. See, all this stuff is so completely insane at this point that they've moved the, the sort of narrative so far down the road that every side of the narrative is just utterly ludicrous to me at this point. And the fact that people continue to take it seriously and listen to these guys on radio and listen to these guys on TV and imagine that we're going to have an Article 5 convention that's going to somehow fix it. It's just... It's both mind-boggling, depressing, angering, demoralizing all at once. See, it's all those things at once because it's so weird. It's so weird. And then I have this oasis of people in my Patreon account and some on my Twitter, too, who get it. They see it, and they don't see me as a kook, and I don't see them as kooks, and that's so refreshing. You know, I've got my hardcore group of real-life friends, but most of them all moved away, and so I can only talk to them on the phone, but it's so refreshing and I think, wow, what would life be like if I actually had a community like people lived in for most of history where the vast majority of the people in the community kind of agreed with you about most things and that you had a core group who you'd grown up with and, you know, you got along with them. And the world wasn't insane and being this weird video production with jokers like Elon Musk who people think was going to save them with Twitter. It's just, it was so obvious that was never going to happen. But this is the crazy world we live in now. See, this is the crazy world we live in, and I haven't quite figured a path forward. You know, I'm working on some deals that if they would ever go, then maybe I could free myself in certain ways. And I mean, like I said, I'm going to keep making the show, certainly for the people in Patreon, and making it somewhat public for sure, just because I do feel like there's some kind of obligation to the people who come after me. And even though I think I've done way more than my share already, um, I can do more. I can help some more people. And there's something in me that wants to do that. There really is, that wants to help people. I feel like I got such a raw deal that I, if I could save some people getting a raw deal moving forward or as raw deal or at least give them, arm them with the truth so that they can make their own actual decisions based upon rational choices as opposed to kinds of decisions I made which were inside of a uh, narrative box that there were no answers. I was never going to ever succeed inside that box because the only way to succeed inside the legal box during my career was to just go along with the fantasies, which I was always suspect of, and, and I've never liked authority. And I pushed back against them, but I didn't understand the real game that was being played. Had I, then I could have done a lot of other things, but I had these cases that came up and I learned the corruption system firsthand. And 
I never had a chance, honestly. I never had a chance until I understood those, and it was too late by then because I just I'm so sick of the practice. It's so detestable to me, and I enjoy. I've got that Patreon level where I get to talk to people. And I'm happy to give them advice and explain to the system, you know, in a phone call, and it's incredibly cheap. But very few people take advantage of it, and that's fine. Again, I don't whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but it's an opportunity to talk to somebody who knows exactly what the fuck's going on in the system. And you're never going to find a lawyer who's going to give you better advice. You can certainly find some lawyers that might be honest with you and give you as good advice. I'm not saying I'm the only lawyer. Of course not. <laughs> but most people don't need legal advice. They need legal information. They need to understand the way the system actually works. And most lawyers are simply in the business of making sure that they continue to have a client just continuing to, to to sell them on a load of shit, and they don't care. And I get it. I understand why people do that now because the system's so fucking corrupt. They just figure they're out for themselves because that's all that we're run by is people who are out for themselves. And that's what this rewarded massively again and again. I've done shows about the narcissism that's taken over. I've done all sorts of shows. But I wanted to do a show just because I wanted to kind of talk about how far we've come, how insane it is, and what's now been normalized is kind of conversations and a, a narrative that we have to think about. And it's pretty mind-bending when I sit there and actually think about it. It's pretty damn mind-bending. So I think that's probably about all I'm going to say. And... I hope people enjoy the show, and when I come back to Twitter, I'll make sure people understand on Twitter, and I'll tell people at that point on my show as well what I'm going to do, how I'm going to operate. And beyond that, I don't know what else there is to say. I've already thanked the people on Patreon. I really do appreciate you guys, and I hope you like the show. hope you're enjoying the new uh, Telegram channel I opened up for you guys. And there's a forum in there so you can chat. So I post stuff in there. I can post a whole lot more crazy stuff than I do on Twitter, and we can have a more open conversation. still have to be somewhat, you know, circumspect and circumscribed and all the different circums, maybe not circumcision, but all those different circums in there. But it's a lot more free-flowing than Twitter. And it's a way that you know if you're in that Patreon forum chat that you've got other people who are in Patreon. And, you know, these are cool people who get it. And there are a lot of funny people in there. So I hope other people are enjoying that new feature I added. And beyond that, I'm still technically legal man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter, even though I can't get into it. I think you can still see my site, and I'll be back to it. And the Jones Plantation movie where I play Mr. Jones, written by Larkin Rose. Fantastic allegory about going from chattel slavery to debt slavery. It's coming out this fall. I'm getting really excited about it. We're talking, starting to talk a little bit about how we might promote it and different things like that. So I hope when it comes out, people buy it. They make it really popular and successful. Make it make a lot of money so we can make more movies just like that. And beyond that, I don't know if there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up at this point. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. Forget to check your shirt on the way out. More quash. More quash.